0: On this podcast, Pastor Moody brings us a message entitled, Looking for Jesus. His scripture text will be taken from the book of Mark, chapter 1, verses 32 through 37. Here now, Pastor Moody.
1: Uh, I'll tell you, God is just so good. The Holy Ghost is just doing real things in the midst of all of this. We've been having awesome prayer meetings and gatherings, and the Spirit of God is just coming down. I'll tell you, I was here last night. For about three and a half to four hours here in the church, just with the Lord, and I believe God spoke to me of uh, the message I'm going to preach to you uh, today. I'm going to tell you that uh, about two o'clock in the morning, Saturday morning, the Lord woke me up just speaking to me, and that's what I'm going to be preaching today. And I hope it'll stir you like it stirred me. If there was ever a time that America needs to find the Lord, it's now. If there's every time I think that some of the churches need to have an awakening and find the Lord, and that includes us, amen, is now, because this is something that I think I hear people saying, this has made them aware that things could change and change for the worse suddenly, quickly, that the, the, the country could fall apart, the world could fall apart, and, uh, but there's one thing that won't fall apart, and that's Jesus, can you say amen? And uh, so I want to go to the Word of God this morning, and I'm going to the Gospel of Mark, and I'm going to chapter number one, Mark chapter one, and uh, I want to start in verse number 32, and uh, I want to I read just a little bit. Now, this event took place in Capernaum, and uh, Jesus, uh, the scripture tells us, had, had, uh, had done some miracles, he had cast out some devils, some things that happened and began to get people's attention. And then he went into the house of Simon Peter and healed his mother-in-law and raised her up. And then this is, I want to pick up right after that. Verse 31 said that um, when he came and took her by the hand, lifted her up, the fever left her and she rose and ministered. But verse 32 is where I want to begin to read. And it said, at even when the sun did set, they brought unto him all that were diseased and them that were possessed with devils. And all the city was gathered together at the door. I want to say that again. The whole city was gathered together at the door. And the Bible said, and he healed many that were sick of divers or different diseases and cast out many devils and suffered not the devils to speak because they knew him. And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, Jesus went out and departed into a solitary place and there he prayed. And Simon and they that were with him followed after him. And when they had found him, if you're in your car, at home, wherever you are, say when they found him. Say it out loud. When they found him, hallelujah, when they found him, they said unto him, listen, all men seek for thee. In other words, Jesus, everybody is looking for you. The Lord woke me up the other morning And he said, I want you to shout this out, that those that are looking for me, some of them have looked in the wrong places. Some of them have looked with the wrong attitude. Some of them have looked for the wrong reason. But he said, I want to tell you, I'm making myself available. And I'm going to preach this morning on a thought of looking for Jesus, looking for Jesus. God, add your blessing to the reading of your word. Amen. The Bible tells us that Jesus went into the synagogue in Capernaum here earlier in this chapter and uh, he began to teach the word of God and the scripture said they were astonished at his doctrine because he spoke differently than the ones the scribes, those who had char- that they'd been listening to. He, had, he spoke differently. And they were astonished at his doctrine. And the scripture said there was a man in the synagogue in the church, I want to say this, with an unclean spirit and that can, when confronted with Jesus, this spirit began to cry out. Verse 24 said that this demon spoke out and said, let us alone. This man had more than one devil. I want to tell you he was in the house of God. He was in the, was in the place where the word of the Lord was taught and where power should have been. But the scripture said, there he was, and he had demons in him. And they said, let us alone, thou Jesus of Nazareth, what have we to do with thee? Are you come to destroy us? And the demon said, I know who you are. You're the holy one of God. The Bible said Jesus rebuked him and said, hold your peace and come out of him. And when the spirit had torn this man and cried with a loud voice, it said that he came out of him. And then the people again were all amazed and noticed what they said among themselves. They, when he taught, they were astounded at his doctrine. But now he cast out devils. And they said, Now, what thing is this? What new doctrine is this? For with authority he commands even unclean spirits. And they do obey him. And then your Bible said that immediately there was a fame that spread abroad throughout all of that region. And uh, it was after this that Jesus went into Simon's house, raised up his mother-in-law that evening. The scripture said they brought unto him all that were sick and them that were possessed with devils. And Jesus healed many of them, the Bible says. And at this point, he would not allow the devils to speak Because they knew him. This simply means that they were not acquainted with him. They he had no relationship with them. And I really believe that Jesus, Amen, shut these devils down because he didn't want anybody to think that there was any familiarity between them or any relationship. I want to tell you what we're finding out is that during this time of being quarantined and shut in and out of church and all the restrictions that's going on publicly and in society. The arguments that we're hearing taking a place among government officials and all the things that are happening. God is making the church aware that there's a separation between him and his power and what society has accepted as God. I want to tell you, I started thinking about looking for And uh, the church by and large today has become a seeker-friendly institution that's trying to bend to the ways of man, to make man with the church and with God but I've come to tell you this morning the only way you can ever really come in contact with God is determine that he's not the one that's wrong but it's you that's out of shape and that you need to let your life be transformed and changed so that Christ can come into your heart hallelujah and you can have a relationship with him when I started thinking of this message and started studying this I thought what an indication and an Indictment it was against that church that there sat a man right in the house of God, not just one devil, but devils in him. The scripture said devils that were so bold and brazen that they even began to speak out loud in the church and say, Jesus. You doing here? Have you come to torment us? Amen. We know who you are. You're the Holy One of God. Oh, I want to tell you then Jesus healed people separated himself to pray and when he did the Bible said that they came to him and said all men are looking for you I want to tell you in one place Jesus said you're seeking me not because of who I am but because of the fishes and loaves and Adam Clark said in his commentary when they said all men seek for you he said some wanted to hear some wanted to be healed some wanted to be saved Saved, and perhaps some came through no good motive. We know there are always there those who wanted to find fault with Jesus, those who wanted to distract him, but I want to tell you that, that you and I need to know this, that when God starts moving and starts working like he is across the land today, I want to possibility of an awakening taking place. I want to say that again. There's the possibility of a great awakening taking place. David Wilkerson, the great prophet that started Times Square Church before David died in the 80s, he prophesied this. He said, I see a pandemic I see a plague coming upon the world that will even sweep America. And he said, especially in New York City, they will die by the thousands. Folks, we're there now. And you might say, well, that was a horrible prophecy. But at the end of it, Brother David Wilkerson said this. He said, it'll cause an awakening in the church, it'll cause an awakening in the ministry. And then he said, Hear me, it will bring about the third great awakening that will sweep across the world and bring revival before Jesus returns. I don't know about you, I'm looking for the Lord. I'm not just looking to get back in the church house. I'm not just looking to get things back like they were. I'm ready for an awakening by the Holy Ghost. Amen, to sweep across our land. Go ahead, give God some praise if you would. Hallelujah. Glory. Here's what the Lord said to me. The Lord said, You know this. I was laying in the bed. I felt the Holy Ghost come upon me, and that it was in the wee hours of the morning. And here's what the Lord said He said, Son, I am going to bring about an attraction. I said, An attraction. He said there is an attraction. To Jesus, hallelujah. When people are hurting, there's an attraction to Jesus. When, whoa, my God, I feel the Holy Ghost. When people are in trouble, there's an attraction to Jesus. When people are demon-possessed or oppressed, can I tell you something? They've been calling the phone. I've been talking to them. I, amen, I've been praying with them. When people are under the bondage of the enemy, there's going to be an attraction to Jesus Christ, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen, the word of God said this in Jeremiah thirty-one and three: The Lord appeared. The Lord has appeared of old unto me. Jeremiah said, saying, "Listen, I have loved you with an everlasting love; therefore, with loving kindness, I have I drawn thee. I've pulled you to me. I want to tell you. I remember when I was a sinner." I found myself experiencing an attraction to Jesus. I was under conviction. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? You don't hear that preach much anymore. But Jesus said, except you repent, you'll all likewise perish and God said, I'm going to cause an attraction to Jesus. Jesus said this in John 6 and 35, I'm the bread of life, and he that comes to me shall never hunger, and he that believes on me will never thirst. How many believe that today? He's the bread of life. When you get Jesus, you get what you need. Are you hearing me? You might be needing some things. Feel like you're wanting some things. Some people got a stimulus checks. Others got business loans. Others are getting other things, but it's still not what they need. I feel like telling somebody that Jesus Christ is the way and the truth and the life. He is the bread of life. He is the living water. He told that woman at the well, if you drink out that well, you'll thirst again. But if you drink the water that I give, you'll never ever thirst. Hallelujah. He satisfies. Lord have mercy it's been too long since I've got to preach to real people. Let me let me go on. Let me let me say this, John six forty four. I'm talking about there's an attraction in Jesus. Jesus said, "No man can come to me except the Father would send me. Draw him." Verse thirty three said the whole city came to the door. We want revival. Can somebody say Amen? I don't ever want to preach another sermon and see a crowd with dry eyes. I don't ever wanna preach another sermon and see a crowd with shut up ears, hallelujah. I wanna preach and see people get under old fashioned, heaven sent, heartfelt Holy Ghost conviction so bad that they wanna to run to Jesus. They're coming to the door because they're being drawn. They're being drawn. i tell you a church without a move of God is a waste of time. Hello, I wanna say a, a sermon without conviction at the end of it, it's just a man-made effort. Are you hearing me? And the Lord said, I'm gonna send an attraction. He said that to me. I wanna say this, they, there's always been men that looked for Jesus. I wanna say this, dignitaries have looked for Jesus. I, I started, the Lord spoke to me and said, go back to the word. I said, I'm going, Jesus, I'm going, Hallelujah. And here's what he said. He said, the night that I was born, in Matthew chapter two, verse one, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod, uh, the, the kingdom. listen, the Bible said wise men, Magi, are you hearing me? Can I tell you, men who were learned scholars, powerful men, wealthy men, they came from the east to Jerusalem. You know what they said? Where is he that's born king of the Jews? <laughs> Woo! They didn't come for a diplomatic meal. They didn't come to meet Herod. They said, we have seen his star in the east, and we've come to worship Hallelujah, we've come to worship him, glory to God. I wanna tell you, there was something that drew them. The Bible said in verse nine of Matthew two, when they had left Herod, it said, when they they departed and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding joy. They came into the house. Are you with me this morning? And the Bible said they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, a little boy, a little toddler by that time, maybe about a year old. And the square two years old, the scripture said when they saw him, they fell down. They fell down and they worshiped him had opened their treasures, they gave him gifts, glory, of gold and myrrh and frankincense. Can I tell you, that was something that drew those men and they journeyed in a caravan bringing gold and frankincense and myrrh and it took them months to get there. And when they saw Jesus, that's what drew them there. The Bible said they fell down and they worshiped him. Hallelujah. Let me go on. Jesus, when he was 12 years old... You know the story. They went, amen, to Jerusalem as the custom was and they left and they they thought he was with them. They went a day's journey. They turned around and came back another day's journey. They sought for him for a whole day, a third day, and then the end of the third day they found him. And uh, the scripture said uh, when they found him in Luke chapter 2 and verse 46 the Bible, so verse 45, said they came to Jerusalem. They were seeking Jesus. Talking about Mary and Joseph and their crowd. And they came to pass and they found him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. And all that heard him, what he said, were astonished. Amen. And his understanding and his answers. Can I say it again? Never a man spake like this man. Never a boy spake like that boy. Never a babe looked like that child. Are you hearing me? He's the son of God. He's the way, the truth, and the life. I want to tell you Jesus is more than a sweet little nativity story. He's more than the the miracles of loaves and fishes and all that. How can I shout it? He's God and he said I'll draw you, I'll bring you to me hallelujah, hallelujah all of them that heard his answers were amazed verse 48 said when they saw him Luke 2 48 when Mary and Joseph saw him they were amazed and his mother said to him son why have you treated us this way, your father and I have sought you sorrowing I want to just say something right there in Luke 2 when the shepherds Came and to the manger and worshiped Jesus, and when the angels appeared on the hillside, your Bible said that Mary. Pondered all of these things in her heart. But now, here 12 years later, amen. She's telling Jesus, Your father and I, I take exception to that. Joseph was not his father. Can you say amen? I I, I want to say this, I've noticed this for years. God will not share his glory with another. And by the time Jesus begins his earthly ministry, Joseph is no longer mentioned in the Bible, maybe. He had already been taken out. But they said, uh, he looked at them and said, How is it that you sought me? Can I just preach that for a moment? I think the Lord is saying to people today, you say you've been seeking me. You say you've been trying to find me. How is it that you're saying that? How is it that you're telling me that you've been going to church and you've been giving and you've been praying and you've been seeking me? Because sometimes we're looking for Jesus to be a little less than he really is. And maybe Mary had kind of lost thought Aside for a few moments of who he really was. I know he was her son, but how many can shout he was her savior. I know he was her boy, but he was her God as well. Hallelujah. And he said, didn't you know that I had to be about my father's business? I want to tell you something. Here's what the Lord said to me the other morning about this. He spoke to my heart. He said, know that when you come to me, and he was talking to me personally, and you're seeking me for that message and you're praying for that service or you're praying for that family. He said, you remember, it's not what you want that matters. It's my business that you're involved in. And Jesus reminded his mother, this whole thing of ministry is the father's business, hallelujah. So there's gonna be a drawing. There's gonna be a return. The Lord said to me, people looking for me, are going to find me. Hallelujah. The hour Jesus told the woman at the well in John 4 and 23, he said, The hour is coming and now is, when true worshipers, how many want to be a true worshiper, hallelujah, how many want to get after God, glory to God, how many are are done with church as usual, that you blow your horn, praise God, maybe that's why we're in the parking lot, hallelujah, hallelujah, I'm done with church as usual, I'm done with three songs and a sermon, come on, somebody help me, I'm ready to just say Holy Ghost, whatever it is that you have in mind, that's exactly what we're after we're looking for Jesus we're looking for Jesus I'll tell you when you find Jesus I was studying this and I had a lot of things I was aiming to preach on this morning but I'll tell you one of the things that I noticed everybody that found Jesus found more than they was looking for (laughs) I can tell you there's a little boy came to a meeting one day packed his happy meal and went just to hear a good sermon and see what was going on and by the time he got done Jesus done took his lunch and fed 5,000 men not including women and children did you hear me? Oh, hallelujah. Y'all just stand up there in your car if you can and shout a while, praise God. I I wanna say it again. Everybody that finds Jesus finds more than they were looking for. Hallelujah. Go, hallelujah. Let me go on, let me go on. Jesus told the woman at the well, said the is coming and now is when true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth because the Father seeketh such to worship him. Let me paraphrase that. You're looking for Jesus He's looking for you. Hallelujah. He's looking for somebody that's coming to worship him in spirit and in truth because God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So they were looking for him. Looked for him at his birth. Looked for him at his childhood. Looked for him, amen, as a young man. And they looked for him during his ministry. I wanna say this. I think that God is going to wake up the ministry in America to return to a place of not just being prepared intellectually. not just Can I say this? Not just being prepared morally. I, I don't think God puts no premium on ignorance. I think God wants us to study to show ourselves approved. A workman rightly dividing the word of truth that needs no correction. And and, and I, I think that preachers, I think every Christian ought to live right. Can I get a witness? And, and it's not enough just to come before him intellectually. It's not enough just to come before him morally. But I think the church has got to get back to being spiritual in its ministry. We've got to have a move of the Holy Ghost. Can I tell you I'm Pentecostal. I am from the top of my head to the sole of my feet. I got baptized in the Holy Ghost talking in tongues 42 years ago. And when I received it, I spoke in tongues for three days, spoke in tongues in my sleep. I don't care who knows it because it was a spiritual experience that took hold of my life. And I think ministry has to be empowered by the Spirit. The Bible said in Luke 19 and 1 that Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Jericho was out of bounds. Are you hearing me? It was off limits for Jews. The Jews would not walk through Jericho. They would walk around because it was Samaria. It was Israel. You understand Judah was where we talk about Jews but Samaria was was that part of Israel that had backslid and intermarried with other people and and they were looked down upon as being less than ethnically pure by the Jews. And, And a good devoted Jew wouldn't even walk through Samaria. But the scripture said Jesus had needs be that he had to go through there. Now there was some driving him. It was the same spirit that that he came out of the wilderness with. Are you hearing me? Full of the Holy Ghost and started turning water to wine at weddings and and casting out devils and healing lepers and he stepped across the boundaries of the law in so many ways they didn't know what to do with him. And so he goes to Jericho and there's a man there. Oh listen, this man's name is Zacchaeus and uh, he's a publican uh, he's he's a he's a sinner. Is what that means. He he works for the government against the, against his own people. And he was rich. And the Bible said he sought to see Jesus, who he was. Can I tell you? There was something that was drawing this man Zacchaeus to Jesus, and he could not see because of the crowd, because he was of little stature. He wasn't very tall. And the Bible said he ran and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him because Jesus was to pass that way. And Jesus came to the place where he was. Watch this, when he saw him, he said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste, come down. I must abide at your house. We used to sing an old song, Zacchaeus, you gotta come down. You're sitting too high in your sycamore tree. I wanna tell you there's a lot of people that's elevated themselves thinking they're really something when Jesus is really saying you need to come down And humble yourself before me Because I'm going to your house And Zacchaeus began to say Lord I want you to know That if I've done any man wrong I'll pay him back fourfold I'll give half of everything I've got to the poor Does anybody understand what I'm telling you? He was rich and when he met Jesus It changed his life It changed his priorities It changed the things that were important to him And Jesus said today Salvation has come to the house of this man who's a child of the God, a member of Israel and the Lord saved him that day, hallelujah I want to tell you in John 6 and 24 it said the people that saw Jesus, when the people they, they came looking for Jesus in one place and he wasn't there and that's after he'd walked on the water after he fed the little boys lunch to the multitude and departed and the people came looking for him at Capernaum and the scripture said they took boats and sailed across Galilee and went to Capernaum trying to find Jesus and when they found him not on the other side of the sea they said to him Rabbi how'd you get here in other words they noticed there wasn't no boat there that he came in they knew that he didn't leave in the boat with the disciples if you remember the story they started across he went to the mountain to pray they got in trouble and he came walking to them on the water but notice what Jesus said he said to them in John 6 and 26 you're not looking for me because you he said you seek me not because you saw the miracles, but because you did eat of the fish and the loaves. You know what Jesus was saying? It's not really my power that you want. It's not really the supernatural you're after. But he said you're looking for the fishes and loaves. And then he said, labor not for the meat which perishes but for that which is enduring unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give to you. Him has the Father sealed and they said unto him what shall we do that we might work the works of God now that almost sounds like they're wanting to do miracles but what they're really saying is what do we have to do to experience you what do we have to do Lord to come in contact with the power that you have how do we get changed from just being normal men to being eternal men and Jesus said unto him this is the work of God that you believe on on him who is sent. In other words, if you can believe on me, if you'll repent and give me your heart, if you'll turn to me when I draw you, if you'll accept me to be Lord and Savior, I'll come into your heart. I'll save you from your sin. I'll sanctify you holy. I'll fill you with the Holy Ghost. I'll bring miracles about. I'll cause that great awakening and revival will come back to the church one more time. Time, hallelujah. I want to say this uh, before I get ready to close. There was a time in this church, in this ministry, when we had started out with humble beginnings. 23 people started this church. We went into a back room of a carpet store for a year. We had a plywood pulpit and theater seats that I hauled from Indiana in a U-Haul trailer, pulling it with a 76 Monte Carlo. Wonder hadn't tore the transmission out of it. We had a piano that wouldn't, wouldn't even tune, it was so bad. We had very little music, but in that carpet store, God opened blind eyes, are you hearing me, shut will tell you. We'd have 10 and 12 at a time, Baptized in the Holy Ghost And with fire We'd see miracles and people Were getting saved and God Was doing things and then we moved into this Building here after about six years Here on Mule Shed Lane And when we built this building I want to tell you the first day we opened it It was standing room only Still had a gravel parking lot Couldn't get people in the building uh, People came, oh this is wonderful Pastor, at that time I'm going to Say this, it maybe was the biggest Pentecostal church in this area in the county, there's some bigger now but uh, anyway people came and they were amazed and man they wanted to be a part of it, are you hearing me, but then things began to, people got you know settled in Uh, we've arrived, that was the attitude, but I began to notice that, that there was less and less of the move of God, I began to notice less and less we saw miracles happen, can I just be honest with you today and transparent, I went to seeking the Lord, I said God, if we don't have revival, this church can't survive with a nice building. This church can't survive, you know, with, with the, all the things that we've set up to be what everybody wants instead of what they need. I got to seeking the Lord about a revival, and the Lord started speaking to me that He was going to send a man. Uh, there was an evangelist that would come from an area that I would not expect, and uh, so one day I I was. Uh, here at the church and, and I got a phone call and it was a man from Cleveland, Tennessee and he called me and he said, is this Pastor Moody? I said, yes, sir. He said, listen, I got a message about your church that uh, somebody gave me your name and number and he said sir I'm booked up for a solid year out ahead of me not an opening and he said I started to just disregard it and he said the Lord said you need to call that man hallelujah he called me and he said I've got three days open amen that I can come I said sir I don't think three days is enough I said I don't want a little meeting I want a revival I said "I'm, I'm looking for a move of God he said that's all I've got three days, I started to say no when I heard the Holy Ghost say, he's the man I told you about, and so I scheduled him in for three days. That revival hit, the Holy Ghost hit, people got saved, people, listen, there was people coming up that I didn't even know was hooked on prescription drugs that was throwing them away, that got delivered from antidepressants. And Is anybody listening to me? I want to tell you things that people usually don't preach about started happening. Uh, People started getting set free, healed, delivered, filled with the Holy Ghost. After three days, the, the evangelist came to me and said, Pastor, if it's all right with you, I think I'll just call my next week's appointment And I'll cancel it Cause I need to stay another week I said alright you do that He stayed amen Sunday night Through Friday night He'd take off on Saturday night and go home I'd preach Sunday morning Come back Sunday night Hey listen that didn't just go on for a week That went on for four weeks Are you hearing me Revival broke out 60 some people were saved About 70 something got baptized In the Holy Ghost and fire Miracles Started happening. I'm here to tell you that when we really get looking for Jesus, there'll be a drawing that'll come. And when the church really gets hungry for God, He said, You'll be when you hunger and you thirst, you shall be filled. I wonder how many people are really looking for Jesus. How are you looking? What are you looking for when you're looking for Jesus? Even Mary, the Bible said in Matthew 28 when Jesus was crucified and buried very early that morning of the third day, first day of the week, they went to the tomb and they were trying to find Jesus. Listen, your Bible said they went with spices. They went with material to anoint a dead Jesus. <laughs> I'm not looking for a dead Jesus. Can I get some help up in here? I'm never looking for a historic Jesus. I'm not looking for a Jesus that somebody just wrote a book about. I'm not looking for a Jesus that somebody used to preach about. I'm looking for a Jesus that can show up right here, right now, and do what you need done today. And the Bible said, What there? They found an angel sitting there, and the angel said to the women, Fear not. For I know that that you seek Jesus. Let me me, uh, paraphrase. I know you're looking for Jesus that was crucified. You're looking for a dead Jesus. (laughs) But here's the good news. He's not here. That dead Jesus is not here because he has risen. Hallelujah. And he's alive today. Give the Lord praise if you would. Hallelujah. He's alive I will tell the world he still saves, he still heals, he still fills with the Holy Ghost, he can still yet cast out devils, he's still Jesus. Come on, somebody. And so, Isaiah 55 and 6 said, Seek the Lord while he may be found, look for him while you can find him, call upon him while he's near. Jeremiah 29, Jeremiah said in verse 13, You shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me with your whole heart. I want to tell you that you and I have got to get to a place where we're hungry and looking for Jesus. Hallelujah. The Bible said that uh, one time Jesus healed 10 lepers. And he told them, go show yourself to the priest. And nine of them received the miracle and just kept going. But one of them returned. And Jesus said, where are the nine? Where are not ten cleansed? And that one came back to give him glory. And he fell down before the Lord. And Jesus said, arise and go your way. Because your faith has made you whole. You came looking for me and you found me. You're not just healed of leprosy, but now you're saved. Hallelujah. Now you're totally free. The Bible said in verse 20, the Pharisees demanded and said, you've got to tell us when is the kingdom going to come? In other words, when is Messiah coming to set up his kingdom? And Jesus just looked at him. I bet he's thinking, hello, did you just not see what I did? But here's what Jesus said. You can't just see it. You can't just hear it. You, you can't just feel it. Is this all right? Have I got you totally confused now? Because here's what Jesus said, the kingdom of God does not come with observation. Neither shall you try to think that they shall say, lo, here or lo, there. Because he said, here's where you'll find the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is within you. It's in you. Hallelujah. Lay your hand on yourself and say, he's in me, praise God. I don't have to satisfy myself with a historical Jesus. I don't have to be satisfied with a dead Jesus. I don't have to be satisfied with a Jesus somebody else used to preach about. I don't have to be satisfied with a Jesus that moves real good for somebody else. I've got Jesus with me. And the storm when the storm clouds gather, he's standing by my side when I hear the thunder roll. He holds my hand when I begin to tremble. When the winds of this world are blowing strong. I've come to tell you, the Lord woke me the morning and he said this he said I'm going to start a drawing I'm going to start a revealing I'm going to start an exposure to who I really am and when people really get after me I'm going to wake up the church I'm going to wake up the ministry I'm going to wake up the nation hallelujah with revival because people are really now looking for me hallelujah I, a lot of people's concerned about the the stimulus check and uh, a lot of people's done got it done spin it it's gone and they may not be any better off than they were personally I haven't got one yet (laughs) but I'm not real worried about it I'm looking for a move of God how many want a move of God Hallelujah. Can I pray for you right now? I know you've been in your cars a long time. We've got started terribly late, and I apologize for that. We're going to try to get all this worked out. Uh, Maybe I should have just preached. (laughs) I feel the Lord. Hallelujah. How many feels him today? Let him move where you are. They're in the car watching my Facebook. You might watch it later. Let the Lord move. Get hungry. Get looking for Jesus. Get Look with expectancy and faith that he's going to do great things. Father, we love you. We thank you for the word of God. Lord, I want you to move in these cars right now. If there's anybody out there that needs God, I know they do or they wouldn't be here. Hallelujah. They didn't just come to see me. They came to see you. They came to see you, Lord. I didn't just come to get to have this experience. I come to feel the Lord, to get in touch with you. I've heard you, Lord. You spoke to me. You've said if they'll look for me, when they seek me with their whole heart, with their whole heart, they're gonna find me. When they get hungry and thirsty, they shall be filled, hallelujah. When they seek, they shall find. When they knock, it'll be opened, hallelujah. When they ask, they'll receive, because I'm that kind of God. I want you right now to move, God, on all of our people. Move on, Brian in the hospital move on brother Rick and Paducah move on the people in these cars on their families some of them got families that are lost some of them got families that are in trouble today some of them may be here today you're away from they're away from God and they're and they're lost or they're bound up with drugs or bound up with a habit or bound up with with something they should not be even looking at and it's God him God but but Jesus has said when you come looking for me you're going to find more than you expected to find and God I want I want you to set them free right now. In Jesus' name, I bind every devil. I loose every person, every person under the sound of my voice. I set them free in Jesus' name. I loose the anointing of the Holy Ghost because the Bible said because of the anointing, the yokes are destroyed. Hallelujah. Right there where you are, will you just pray that with me? Will you say, Lord Jesus I'm really after you. Say it to him. Say, I really want you. Say, Jesus, I'm hungry for you. I'm seeking you, Lord, and not just the fishes and loaves and not just the, uh, Lord, the, the memory of a past experience, but I want you, Jesus, to come alive and resurrected and real into my heart today. Save me, forgive me, heal me, restore me Bless me, Lord. Anoint me and use me and help us to wake up America because we're hungry for you. In the name of Jesus.
0: We hope you enjoyed today's message and we'll tune in again next time. Raising the Standard is the media ministry of the Richmond House of Prayer in Richmond, Kentucky. For more information on the various outreaches and ministries of the Richmond House of Prayer, please visit our website at www.arhop.life. Thanks for listening.